Hello and welcome to the 13th episode of the Bat Flip Crazy Podcast, where you'll always find enthusiastic, data-driven fantasy baseball analysis. I'm your host, Toby. In today's podcast, we're going to be covering some hitter observations based on skills over the last 10 games, or 14 days because of the All-Star break. And we're also going to do a deep dive on two American League hitters I'm expecting to have big weeks Marcus Semyon and Greg Bird. I also want to give a little bit of a plug for my last two podcasts, uh, which covered second half hitters and pitchers uh, I like a lot moving forward. It's definitely been a mixed bag so far, but I hope that uh, those two podcasts added some value uh, to your all-star break analysis. If you want to listen to those podcasts or any other past podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and other podcast platforms. If you like what you're hearing, please go to iTunes or your preferred podcast platform. Give us a five-star rating and write a nice review. And make sure to share and tell your friends. It obviously makes a world of difference uh, for the podcast, not only in sharing it, but also uh, to me personally, since the, re the reviews uh, really do give me energy and let me know that the podcast is providing some value to you and your fantasy baseball experience. Thanks to everybody who has already left a five-star rating and review. Uh, I greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. You can follow me on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy, and the blog is BatFlipCrazy.com. We also are on Instagram, BatFlipCrazy, and on Facebook, Facebook uh, BatFlipCrazyFantasy. All right. That's enough promotion. Let's get this party started. First up, we are going to do some uh, hitter observations. As folks know who follow me on Twitter, every week I like to post a few leaderboards. Uh, Ex-WOBA leaderboards for the last month, the last two weeks, and the last week. And then some barrel leaderboards as well for the last month and the two weeks, just as kind of a, a way to get a sense of uh, which players are uh, hitting the ball well, um, which obviously is, is critical. In addition to that, I also have some custom leaderboards that I look at on fan graphs, uh, in particular O-swing leaders, so chase rate leaders. Um, I also look at Z-contact leaders, uh, in-zone contact that is. I look at fly ball percentage leaders, uh, ground ball, uh, lowest ground ball leaders, as well as hard hit leaders. And those just give me a sense, again, uh, you know, of approaches that folks are taking at the plate, who's hitting the ball hard, who's elevating the ball, uh, you know, some, some being able to identify people who have uh, power stroke maybe um, or who are hitting the ball uh, well uh, in short. So... I thought it would be nice, you know, I always look at those leaderboards every single week. There's players who jump out at me. A lot of these players are already owned, as you would imagine. Um, but sometimes there's some fun names that kind of hop out. So what I'm planning to do on this, and, I'll, and if folks like it, I will continue to do this on a weekly basis, is just touch on some folks who jumped out at me for one reason or another, whether they're players who are, who are already known quantities or uh, surprises who show up in those leaderboards. First up, uh, without any surprise, is Matt Carpenter. Uh, he's been having an incredible week. 
an incredible last little bit. He's really been solid since, uh, you know, early to mid-May. But what jumped out at me last week, and I just wanted to share this because it's incredible, is that over his last 10 games, he has a 73.1% hard hit rate and a 73.1% fly ball rate. His ground ball rate is actually 3.8% because he's also got 23.1% line drives. That is just nuts. Um, doubling the average hard hit rate, and normally you wouldn't want a 73.1% fly ball rate, but when you're hitting them that hard, it's just uh, incredible. So if you own Matt Carpenter, enjoy this ride. It is unlike any you will probably experience in the next couple years on your fantasy teams. Next up is a bit of a surprise. Carlos Asuaje of the of the Padres. Uh, he's He kind of jumped out just because he is on the leaderboard for a couple things. Um, O-swing is at 24.7%, which is about 6% better than league average, a very solid number. He's also, his Z-contact is also well above average by 6% at 91.4%. He's hitting the ball pretty hard, above league average at 36.8%, also 36.8% fly ball rate, and a 42.1% line drive rate. He's definitely riding the BABIP train right now with a 421 BABIP over his last 10 games, but he's also, because of that O swing swing rate, got a nice walk rate. It's 18.8% right now. It'll definitely go down considerably, but he should definitely have a better than uh, league average walk rate with that if that 24.7% O swing can be maintained. He also has a 438 OBP over the last 10 games. Again, I definitely expect him uh, to uh, the this not to continue necessarily, but it'll be interesting if he's able to maintain those plate skills. He can definitely be useful in deeper leagues. I'm thinking 15 plus here. Uh, if you're looking for uh, somebody with a if you need a plug-in for middle infield, he's been batting second over the last few games for the Padres, so definitely worth a flyer. Next up is a guy we covered a few weeks back because he was struggling so much, George Springer. He looks like he's about to go off with the skills that he uh, has shown in the last 10 games. He's got a 21.4% O swing, which is great, 9% above league average, or better than league average, I should say. 93% in-zone contact rate, which is terrific. 40% hard hit rate, again, 5% above league average, and a 37.5% fly ball rate. Everything's looking good for Springer. He has a short week with only five games, but a, a solid week, including two games at Coors Field. He should definitely be a guy who gets heated up here very shortly. Cameron Mabin is another guy, 14.9% O-swing, uh, third best in all of baseball over the last 10 games. This is awesome, especially for a guy that you're looking to get on base and steal bases. He has definitely done that with, uh, he's five for five on stolen bases over his last 10 games. Available on a lot of waiver wires, he's definitely somebody, if you're desperate for stolen bases, that you want to add. Bryce Harper is a guy who has been struggling a lot. We covered him actually, uh, I think it was either the first or the second podcast. But in that podcast, we talk about his struggles with contact. And those contact struggles have continued. 60.3% contact rate overall 
over his last 10 games, including a 73.8% in-zone contact rate. That is about 12% below league average, and one of the reasons why he is carrying a 40% K rate over that same stretch. Obviously, he is struggling. The good news, his hard hit rate and his fly ball rate are up a little bit from when we did that podcast a few weeks ago. But again, Harper is going to continue to struggle as long as he has those uh, those contact struggles. And so that's something to monitor and see whether they start to improve. If they do, I would bet on uh, an improvement overall. Maybe if you see that happening, you may want to try to trade for him by low if you can. But otherwise, I'm just not seeing where that improvement for Harper is going to come. Joe Maurer is a guy, after uh, coming back from the DL a few weeks ago, he started to heat up over the last 10 games, particularly with his approach at the plate. 14% O-swing leads all of baseball over the last 10 games, and he's also got the sixth highest hard hit rate at 57.1%. Not surprisingly, he's hitting 410 over that period of time. The issue for Maurer is always the power. He's got a 25.7% fly ball rate and a 25.7% line drive rate over that period of time. He also hits most, pretty much all of his fly balls to the opposite field, which really limits his power. So I don't think you can anticipate power numbers, but if you're desperate for average or if you're in an OBP league, he's batting leadoff, should be a good source of runs uh, if he continues to do that. Sal Perez is the guy who was in the news just a couple weeks ago because of his his major struggles. He's really starting to get it going over the last 10 games. He's got a 55.6% hard hit rate to go along with a 44% fly ball rate, both excellent numbers. The really good news is that his in zone contact rate is 94.1%, 9% about or 8.5% above league average. His O swing is terrible as usual, but Perez has never been one uh, to not swing at pitches outside the zone. His O-swing is at 52% over his last 10 games, but that's not a huge concern for Perez just because he's always had that and he's always hit for power. Um, he's been successful with this approach where few can, and so he's some somebody who I, um, you know, I expect to, him to go on a little bit of a run here or continue the run that he's already started. Aaron Hicks. Continues to have excellent plate discipline and hard hit rates, but his contact rate is down. Uh, his Z contact is at 75%, 10% below league average, and he's not hitting the ball in, in the air as much as he was when he went on that hot run a couple weeks ago. It's down to 28%. Highlights some recent struggles he's been having. He does have favorable matchups this week, so hopefully he can turn it around. Anthony Rizzo's hard contact and fly ball rates have been down in the dumps for a while. Uh, just when I was looking a couple weeks back, they were both in the 20% range. Uh, that seems to be changing. His O swing is down at 19.1%, which is very strong. His, uh, oh, sorry, I was looking at my notes for Jason Kipnis there, so ignore what I said. Um, his hard hit rate is perking up Rizzo's is, I promise it's not Jason Kipnis, up to 37.5%. Um, and his fly ball rate is at 31.3%. The good news is that he also has a 31.3% line drive rate. 
So he is hitting the ball in the air a lot. He's just got to get that launch angle right, and he should start to hit some home runs. Uh, he also has a 100% Z contact rate over his last 10 games, which is awesome. It means uh, at balls in the zone that he's swung at, he has not missed a pitch uh, in his last 10 games. I think this may be a time to buy in on Rizzo, particularly in the power department, um, you know, uh, which is really, you know, the first time I think uh, in a while that we've been able to say that for Rizzo. The last guy I'll cover in the hitter observations is Jason Kipnis. Not surprising given my snafu in going over Rizzo. He has been making a comeback over the last few weeks. He's got some strong, strong skills over his last 10 games. 19.1% O-swing, 90.2% Z-contact, both well above league average or much better than league average. He's also got a 36% hard hit rate and a 52% fly ball rate. Now, earlier in the season, he was also hitting the ball hard and in the air, but he was hitting a lot of those fly balls to the opposite field. The good news in July, 42.1% of his overall fly fly balls have been pulled, including 71.4% of his hard hit fly balls. That's awesome. It is a small small sample, but it is obviously a very enticing one. That wraps us up or for um, hitter observations. Uh, let me know on Twitter, wherever, whether you found this segment helpful, um, you know, and uh, I will continue to bring these uh, to you unless I hear otherwise. Again, it's always is helpful to know uh, how you like these different segments. The first of the two players I'm going to do a deep dive on today. Uh, Again, both of these players I expect to have really strong weeks this week. First up is Marcus Semien, shortstop for the Oakland A's. Uh, Semien, in 437 plate appearances, is batting 257 with 51 runs, 7 home runs, 34 RBIs, and 10 stolen bases. He's got an 8% walk rate and an 18.8% K rate, the 8% walk rate is right in line with his career average of 7.9%, and his K rate is actually down uh, about 4% from his 22.4% career strikeout rate. From a skill perspective, Semyon has an O swing of 26.6%, so about 4% above or better uh, below, uh, better than league average, which is good. Um, It lines up about with his career rate of 26.8%, and it's slightly worse, uh, but pretty much the same as last year. In terms of Z contact, this is one area where Semyon has improved this year. Um, His Z contact is up 2% to 87.4%, so about 2% above league average. And his overall contact rate is up 4% total. That includes outside the zone contact. It's at 80.8%, up 4% from 76.9%. So good news there on the contact rate and one of the reasons why Semyon currently is boasting a career best uh, uh, strikeout rate. When we look at the batted ball profile, um, Semyon 
is has 21.3% line drive rate, which is one, up about 1% from last year and is just about league average. His ground ball rate, um, and this is one thing that uh, is, is different from last year, his ground ball rate is up significantly and his fly ball rate is down. His ground ball rate this year is 42.9%, which is about... Um, five and a half percent above last year's number of 37.5 percent and his fly ball percentage is down about four and a half percent so we don't really uh, like that too much um, from Semyon we do want to see him hit the ball a little bit more in the air especially since he has shown the ability uh, to hit home runs. He had 27 back in 2016. A lot of folks heading into this e this season had Semyon looking at a 2020 season. His hard hit rate is down slightly uh, from last year. It's at 28.4%, which lines up with about where it has been uh, throughout his career or his career average. Now, when we get into power metrics, um, Semyon has a, been a little bit of a disappointment uh, from a power perspective. Um, he only has seven home runs this year. His hard hit fly ball rate is at 34.2% this year, which is below league average, and that's down about 3% from the last couple years. His hard hit pulled fly ball rate um, is 28.2%, which is 3% uh, below league average and down 13% from last year and 17% from two years ago. And I think this is really the key piece where we see the difference between Semyon's power previously and this year is in his hard hit pulled fly ball rate because it's typically been above 40%, which is well above league average, but this year it is lagging. And for a guy who doesn't, uh, you know, have particularly high you know, average exit velocity or barrel percentages. So he's not making that elite hard contact. He's going to need to pull a lot of fly balls if he's going to hit a home run. Now, the good news for Semyon, and one of the reasons why I like him a lot this upcoming week, is that in July, his hard hit pulled fly ball rate is up to 40%. So he's starting to pull his fly balls, which is really good news. He has a 3.2% barrel per plate appearance rate this year and a 90.6 mile per hour average exit velocity on fly balls. Uh, the 3.2% barrels per plate appearance is right in line with his 3.1% last year and his average exit velocity on fly balls is down a little bit from 91.3% last year. All of that kind of shows why we've seen a little bit of a dip in his power metrics. From an XStats perspective, so this is from XStats.org, which is a great resource for anybody who is not familiar with it. Uh, his expected average and his average align in the low 50s. He's got a 253 batting average with a 250 expected average. He is underperforming home, uh, home runs, which is good news. Uh, he's got seven home runs and 8.9 expected home runs. So hopefully this is part of some positive regression he sees there in addition to some improving power skills that help propel him to a better power uh, second half. 
In terms of his batted ball profile, now xstats.org, I've mentioned this before many times, but they break down batted balls into six categories, so it's a little bit more precise than your typical line drive ground ball fly balls. In this respect, Semyon has seen his dribblers, which are bad um, bad ground balls, you know, really poor ground balls. They're actually up 7.5% this year to 25.9% of his balls in play. That's still only slightly above league average, but not a good sign. One good sign is that his pop-ups are down 3% to 21.3%, still 4% above league average, but we hate pop-ups. These are pretty much automatic outs, your cans of corn, either infield fly balls or really high launch angle fly balls that are easy for outfielders to get to. His hard drives and his fly balls are each down about 1%. His hard drives is down a little bit more uh, at 1.6%, which is not um, which is not ideal. Now the good news and one of the reasons why I do expect Semyon to improve or and have an excellent uh, week this week is that in his last 10 games this the batted ball quality has started to catch up with the skills now he's had his o swing is trending in a great direction this year and it's down to 18.6 percent so very elite um, over his last 10 games his z contact is up at 90 percent so again above both his career average and this season average and about 5% above uh, league average. His hard hit rate is up at 30%, uh, slightly above where it's been this season, and his hard hit, and his fly ball rate is at 46.7%. I already talked about how his hard hit pulled fly ball rate is at 40% over the past month. Uh, very good signs. Now, one of the reasons why I also expect him to have a very good week is that he's got a great schedule four games at Texas, and three games at Coors Field. Uh, That is shaping up to be a really great week for Semyon. And overall, I think his batted ball quality is hopefully starting to catch up with the very solid approach at the plate, both in terms of plate discipline and contact skills that he's been showing this year. So Semyon headed in the right direction. Hopefully this is the start of a really solid second half. The second guy I expect to have a really good week this week is Greg Bird of the New York Yankees. Now, Bird, in 173 plate appearances this year, is hitting 223 with 15 runs, 8 home runs, and 23 RBI. No stolen bases, which is not surprising since Bird has never stolen a base. His walk rate is at 11%, which is right in line with his career average of 10.9%, and in line with last year's 11.2%. His K rate is up a little bit this year from last at 27.7%. It was 24.7% last year. In terms of skills, Bird has a 25.4% O swing, so he's got above average plate discipline. This lines up with his 24.1% career O-swing, but is slightly worse by 5% from last year when he was displaying elite plate discipline at a 20.4% percent 
O-swing, again, 30, 30.5% is about league average in terms of O-swing. From a contact perspective, Bird has returned uh, to previous contact rates. Uh, his Z contact this year is up to 82.7%, which is about 1% better than his career average of 81.6%, and 4% better than last year's 78.9%, which is great news. His um, One thing that's really key to note about uh, that uh, Z contact rate increase in addition to his 6% increase in overall contact up to 77.1% from 71.4% last year is that Bird has a elevated uh, strikeout rate despite that improved contact. So I think we may see some positive regression there, which will be really helpful to uh, his batting average, which is low at 223 from a batted ball perspective, Bird has a 17.6% line drive rate, which is right about where it was last year and slightly below uh, his career rate of 19.2%. Again, this is one of the reasons why uh, Bird has a career 226 average. He does have low line drive rates generally. His ground ball rate is at 35.3% this year, which is one of the major changes in his batted ball profile. Uh, that's up from about 5% from his 30.2% last year. And it's really come out of his fly ball percentage, which is also down about 5%. It's still a, a very strong for a power hitter at 47.1%, but down from about 52% last year and 50% uh, for his career. The good news is his hard hit rate is up at 40.2%, about 4% from last year's 36.4%, and about 5% above league average. So overall, and not surprisingly, um, Bird has a strong power profile. We hopefully can expect some positive regression there in his strikeout rate, which should help his average uh, just a little bit. Now, when we get into his power metrics, um, uh, Bird has a 35.1% hard hit fly ball rate, which is right around uh, league average, slightly below. It's a little surprising. You'd expect him to have a bit higher hard hit fly ball rate, but remember that the volume is really high for Bird with that 47% uh, fly ball rate. Now his hard hit pulled fly ball rate is really where um, Bird uh, gets the most bang for his buck playing at Yankee Stadium, um, which is notorious for that short right field porch. He's got a 41.2% hard hit pulled fly ball rate, which is about 9% uh, above league average and in line with his past totals. So that is good news. Uh, he also has a 6.9% barrel per plate appearance rate this year and a 93.5% average exit velocity on fly balls. Now, that is actually down 2 miles per hour from last year's 95.6% average exit velocity on fly balls, but his barrel per plate appearance rate is up 1.6% from 5.3% last year. So all in all, 
uh, pretty steady um, for bird here in terms of the power metrics. Some up a little bit, uh, some down a little bit, but in general, uh, right about in line with the past. Now, when we get into his X stats uh, and uh, his batted balls, his expected average and his average uh, align uh, pretty much in the 210 to 220 range. Now, I'm pulling these numbers from uh, Sunday night, and so they don't reflect uh, Sunday's games. But he has a 218 average and a 213 expected average. Um, so right about in line, as I mentioned, he is overperforming on home runs just a little bit with eight home runs versus 6.8 expected home runs. Now, just like Semyon before, uh, his dribblers are up 8% to 19%, still well below by about 5% league average, but definitely an increase. And you see that in that ground ball percentage increase as well. His hard drives are down 3%. They're at 16.8%, which is still really strong. But again, remember, this is balls in play. And so he's got that elevated strikeout rate. So he's got fewer balls in play than usual. And his hard drives are down 3% from last year. His fly ball percentage is also down 3% to 11.9%. And so what you're seeing is really um, those BABIP drivers, those hard drives, which fall for a lot of extra base hits, home runs, and really help boost average are down, and his fly balls are also down, which drive extra base hits and some home runs. The good news is that his pop-ups are down 3%, so those automatic outs are down 3%. Now, um, you know, that is, you know, those are key because, um, you know, some of those BABIP drivers that you would expect uh, are down uh, a little bit. And so hopefully, you know, with that average where it is right now, it's at 223 after Sunday's games. So it's working its way up. Hopefully we might be able to get a little bit of a boost there uh, if we can get that positive regression we're expecting in the strikeout rate uh, and maybe uh, get that, uh, get those dribblers uh, back down to where they were before. So we'll see. Maybe some a little hope on the horizon there uh, for his batting average. Now the recent skills for Bird uh, have been excellent, which is one of the reasons why I'm expecting him to have a really solid week in addition, in addition to the matchups that he's got. So over the last 15 games, he's got an O swing at 26.8%, slightly above where he is uh, for this year, but still well, uh, better than league average. His Z contact is also up to 82.3%, so right in line with where he is uh, so far this year. And we've seen his hard hit rate is at 41%, so slightly above where it's been this year. And his fly ball rate is up at 51.3%. So that 41% hard ball rate coupled with that 51.3% fly ball rate solid plate discipline and maintaining that contact, that gives me some hope um, along with the four games he has at the end of this week in Yankee Stadium against the Royals for a solid power week, um, batting sixth or seventh in that lineup with plenty of opportunities uh, for RBI this, uh, this week. 
They play Tampa Bay uh, earlier this week at Yankee, Yankee Stadium. Tampa Bay has an underrated pitching staff, but still, it's not a terrible matchup. So to summarize, hopefully we'll see some average improvement for Bird with some positive regression in that K rate since his contact rate is up significantly, but his strikeout rate is also up. Hopefully this week, given the positive matchups and the overall Yankee lineup being amazingly good, uh, Bird should get plenty of opportunities for RBIs, especially later this week against the Royals, in addition to some home runs. So that's been Greg Bird, kind of your typical production from him, low batting average, solid power, decent amount of RBIs. Hopefully we can get that batting average up just a little bit and the power numbers uh, will continue. That'll wrap it up for episode 13 of the Bat Flip Crazy podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we covered some hitter observations from the last 10 games. Again, let me know if you th- what you think about that segment, if you find value in that. Uh, definitely enjoyed kind of pulling it together, but want to know whether folks find that helpful. Also did a deep dive on two players I expect to have solid weeks, Marcus Semyon of the Oakland A's and Greg Bird of the New York Yankees. You can follow me on Twitter at BatFlipCrazy, on Instagram at BatFlipCrazy, and on Facebook at Fantasy or at BatFlipCrazyFantasy. I also want to give a plug. I did my first YouTube video, uh, BatFlipCrazy YouTube, uh, where I showed how to look, how to find hard hit fly ball and hard hit pulled fly ball rates on fan graphs using Jose Ramirez as an example. Hopefully, it's a little bit of a long video at 15 minutes, but I go into detail about how to pull those numbers, uh, why they're important, and really how to use them um, in analyzing uh, fantasy baseball. So hope you uh, enjoy that, have a chance to check it out. Again, thank you so much for listening. There is so much good content out there right now uh, about fantasy baseball, and I can't tell you how much uh, I appreciate you listening in here. Best of luck this week with all of your fantasy baseballing. I will hopefully have a couple more podcasts uh, coming out later this week. Look for a flurry of tweets uh, tomorrow with the ex-WOBA leaderboards, the barrel leaderboards, and also some notes uh, from my second half podcasts. Thanks again for listening and take care.